Hi, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. I'm so excited about today's show. Today's show, I was going to call it the four-letter word starting with the letter A called appraisals, but that's not a four-letter word. Our market's crazy. Homes are not appraising. I've got the expert appraiser who's the president of Appraisal Tech, Robert Oglesby, coming in to talk to us today to help educate us on why our appraisals coming in short right now and what does that mean for our buyers and our people who are refinancing? What does that mean? So stay tuned and check it out. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grateful Heart TV. It is the middle of April. We just had Easter. And today in the studio, I have Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Joe. Don't look so happy today. So happy today. Okay, so he's being a little facetious. And that's okay, because what we're talking about today is not the funnest topic, but it is a topic that's prevalent at hand, wouldn't you say? For this market, yes, very much. Okay, so what you guys don't know yet, and I'm going to bring him on momentarily. This morning we have Robert Oglesby of an appraisal company. It's called Appraisal Tech, and he's kind of a big deal. He's the president of the company, and Robert is also the founder. He's a certified residential appraiser. And what is the reason why I asked him to come on our show today, Joe and I have some clients that we work with each other very on a regular basis, and right now we're dealing with an appraisal issue. So I thought, why not bring on, not the gentleman who's responsible for their particular appraisal, but let's get the other side of the coin. I can tell you that we've had appraisal tech on our appraisals many times, and I don't think they've ever come in short. Good job, Robert. Good job. All right, Robert, is he lying? Because that just seems far-fetched right that, now. So. Oh, you didn't hear it? I'm just kidding. I oh. <laughs> so, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We definitely, look, it's a tough market. Okay, it's a, let's it, just be real. It's a tough market. It's <laughs> true. And so I wanted to name today's show Appraisals the other F word, but I'm not going to name it that. I'm just kidding because you know what? You have, I, I will actually say, Robert, I feel like you might have a glutton for punishment and probably the worst job ever because if your appraisal comes in high, you have people upset. If your appraisal comes in low, you have people upset. And even if you come in at value, people probably question it like, well, how did it just come in right at the sales price? Like, how does that happen? So would you agree with me that your job is a little difficult today? It is very difficult because people have so much information now. They, they have access to so much information that it's hard for them to rely on one person's number. And I get it. Okay. So fair enough. I say regularly, and I'm sure Joe has heard this term or this saying before, that if you get five different appraisers in a room, you get five different answers. Would you agree with that, Robert? Yeah, 100%. 100%? Yeah. So if you're if you're 
explaining to somebody what an appraisal is. What's your definition of an appraisal? Well, there is a there is a hard, fast definition uh, of the appraisal, but really it, it ties into who's actually doing it. And so the reality of that is, is, is a person who is licensed or certified to give a valuation on a particular item would be an appraisal. So, and you can, you can look that up from the real estate appraisal dictionary. It depends on how you want to define that word. And sometimes you've got non-licensed practitioners in certain fields that technically give an appraisal on a particular piece of item. But since we're talking real property, uh, for your two world, it's always going to be somebody that's licensed or certified by the state. That's how, that's how I define it too. I tell them it's one person's opinion but he's a very, he or she is a very important person in, <laughs> in our process. But it's just that person's opinion. It is that person's opinion. And so what we're seeing in today's marketplace is some cuckoo stuff, right? And I wanted to get Robert's take on it because Robert, um, my husband James just went out and met an appraiser recently. And I, I'm sure you meet a agents all the time out on site and your appraisers do too. And James came home and commented to me, he's like, it was kind of funny. I was talking to the appraiser and he's like, what are you guys doing out there? Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, is that the sentiment with most appraisers? That you they, crazy realtors. That, they, th that he, they think we're crazy? Is that what's going on right now? Well, I think, you know, I think one of the one of the advantages I have is I get to see appraisals across the country and I have people around me that are dealing with appraisals across the country. So a lot of appraisers are individual uh -huh. and they're not spending a lot of time with you, Rebecca, to know what your world is like. Right. And that, and that doesn't mean their value would change, but there might be more empathy on what you're dealing with in today's market. And I I have a lot of that because I I feel the calls all day. I, the consumer I have a lot of empathy with, and it's a challenging world right now, just coming out of COVID, right? Besides all the supply and demand issues we have, it's just a challenging situation for anybody trying to buy a particular item right now. Robert, I have a, a random question for you. So how often does an appraisal come back and be like, we went to the house and the, and the, the realtor was there and they tried to do like what, what, what is the craziest thing you've heard a realtor try to do to to get themselves some value into that property? Maybe persuade the appraiser to persuade. see their way. Right. Is that what, what you're looking yes, for? Yes, that's, that's that's my question. What's, what's the craziest thing and you've seen? And did you see how he just breathed? Like he's like, oh, do we yeah, really oh, have to do this? Probably, uh, there's probably two hours of this. I just just <laughs> give me a, give me I one. This is going to be easy. So, uh, you know, I, I I tell you, it's gotten a lot better than what it used to be. I mean, I I have heard of somebody baking cookies at the house and at the house even. Really I mean, and, and that's not crazy, but that's kind of weird, right? You're like, you're like making the house all home and comfortable and trying to set the right environment for the appraiser. <laughs> Mood lighting. So, yeah. so that, but that does happen? It does. Occasionally does. Well, I try my best when possible. If not me, my husband, James, or somebody from our team will go out and meet with you guys on site when you're doing an inspection. I don't know if it helps. I don't know if it hurts, but I feel like I got to do my part. Is that something that you recommend for realtors to do? I, I do. I just think you've got to, I think most realtors uh, that don't have your experience don't understand what an appraiser does. And they think that they can follow the appraiser for 30, 45 minutes and just feel them out and they automatically grade that person as being a good or bad appraiser. I think it's important for every realtor, anybody in this business to understand what it takes to do an appraisal the right way. And a Ooh. lot of times the home piece of it is the easiest part. So that's, right 
that so that's kind of cool that you bring that up because doing the appraisal the right way i will tell people who maybe aren't happy with what comes back from the appraiser and we're going through the home purchasing process that yes in fact we can do a dispute if we don't agree with the findings but my experience has been in 28 years i've only won one dispute because an appraisal's job an appraiser's job is based on being right isn't it robert yeah, the appraiser's job is to give their opinion of the facts. And right. how, I tell, how I tell people this as an appraiser, when they're appraising for market value, they should be an excellent market reporter. We don't create value. Our job is to report what's going on, and we can mess that up. We, we absolutely can, but that is our role, is to be an excellent reporter. I like that. So they're reporters of what's happening with the market. So when the market is increasing, and I'm going to show some uh, Cromford stats here in a moment, when the market's increasing, and maybe I as an agent don't agree, and you guys are sticking to your number, um, how often do you see appraisal disputes actually change evaluation? And or how often do you see disputes happen that go nowhere? Since you get to see them across the country, I'm kind of curious on your uh, opinion on that. I do. And actually, I'm personally involved in 90% of them with the company. So we screen them heavily. There, there's regulation behind that. So you just can't go back to the appraiser for because we just feel the value should be higher. We just don't appraiser like it. We just don't like your value. Correct. Correct. And, and look, appraisers are human. So right out of the gate, I'm not going to tell you every one of them is perfect and I'm certainly not perfect, but appraisers will change their opinion if there's good data being presented that they may have skipped over or they didn't have the time to study. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that happens right now. I mean, we're talking about purchases here, but the number one challenge besides this, the heavy demand is we've had a crazy refinance volume that right. is just exploded appraiser volume, which is impacted their office operations and how they do things. So appraisers will change their opinion if the, if the facts are presented that makes sense to that property okay. and that they may have missed it. It happens. So it does happen. It's not a unicorn. Because it it's been a unicorn in my career. So I'm just curious, like, what are some things that I should do if I'm going to try to dispute a value? What, like, what would I or does it every house is different? And so there's no way to tell us, you know, the magic formula and how to win a dispute. Well, let's keep it with single family. I always coach on three things to make it very easy. There's three things that we're always going to look at that any agent or anybody credible to the transaction that can legally go back to the appraiser related to the report. There's three things. Number one, in a single family appraisal for any lending, any normal agency guideline, the value is always coming from the sales comparison approach to value, always on a single family property. That's required. So number one is comps. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. Present comps, right? Well, here, here's the, the story behind that. Most agents want to send a CMA of like 10, 12 comps. I've never seen an appraiser miss 10 to 12 comps in 20 <laughs> plus years. Of this. It's never happened. So generally, you would be looking at one to two comps that they may have missed. Uh, something may have come up in their search, their data failed, whatever it may be. Most of the errors, if there is a true error that may impact a value, comes from the adjustment process. So comparing the comps to the subject, and you want to think about it backwards like that. You want to think about comparing the comps to the subject where most people don't. They look at, hey, I just spent 100000 remodeling this property and this value should have just came in. Well, the comps may have that, right? They may not. Uh, so that's what you want to think about. And that's where most of the errors or things that are questionable could change, in my opinion, of seeing things. And lastly, but not least, did the appraiser make an error with reporting the subject property? Did they mismeasure? 
that they forget to include something. And that happens on a low percentage, but right. it could happen. So it, so could, those it could happen. And so that's good information to have. I'm going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back to finish talking with Mr. Appraiser Extraordinaire. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing from you. Hi, I'm Rebecca hidalgo Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years? Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. Okay, we're back now. I know that was a quick commercial break. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> hey, real quick, Robert, I want to go back to my screen because on my screen, I shared this with you a little bit, what we're doing to address the current market challenges. I got that off your website. And apparently you guys are having challenges, not just us realtors. What are some of the challenges? Is it just the volume? Yeah, it's fine. It's the refinance boom really impacted appraiser turn times. And that's what I tell people, like there's no inventory. So obviously purchase volume is strong and there's high demand for purchases. But the reason turn times are up in a lot of markets is because of the refinance volume and just so many valuation requests right now. So back after, right after COVID got announced and rates, I think in roughly July, and just correct me wrong if I'm wrong there on that timeline, uh, drop below three, I mean, volume just went through the roof, completely through the roof. And you saw turn times, especially in the outlying markets of almost every state where it wasn't the metro area, mm -hmm. almost tripled in turn time. I mean, we've got some areas part of this state, depending on which part, you could have a six-week turn time unless you're paying a much higher fee. Wow, six weeks to have and your home appraised. Much higher fee, by the way. Yeah. That's usually what we'll Great. see. They will we'll sub will ask for the appraisal to be done and maybe an appraisal costs $500 and the appraisal will come back and go, well, 
I'm kind of busy, so unless you're gonna unless add unless that you up. want to go to nine hundred dollars, mm. then then I can get that done. So we see that often. Okay, so quick question, Robert. Let me scroll back to you before I start boring everybody with my Cromford stats. If I can figure out, there we are. Um, so during the downturn, I know you were doing the, you were in the business long time, like I have been, and same with Joe. So you were working during the last downturn, and I say the last downturn because are we know our real estate market cyclical, and a lot of people are thinking that this is a downturn that's coming around the corner for us and we're going to talk about that in the second half of our show so don't worry Robert I'm not going to bore you with that but what I am going to ask you is back in the day where I used to be able just to call my brother and say hey bro call your appraiser and tell him we need x on this deal that's not happening at all anymore maybe it happened 20 25 years ago but right. when the downturn happened there's new like entity like Switzerland was created for you guys can you talk a little bit about that I think I think there's multiple layers. So appraisal management companies definitely um, drove up in population during that point, and their and lenders had to take proactive measures to make sure that the commission side of things weren't involved in the appraisal process. Really strict requirements to that, um, whether they're using an AMC or using a third party system or having an appraisal desk that's not affiliated with commission. And on top of that, which is really the biggest impact to appraisals, just a lot more regulation evolving the quality of appraisals. So there's a hammer down. So appraisers are held to a higher standard than they definitely were 10 to 15 years ago, even though the quality should have been the same. But there is definitely Agreed. a higher standard. And it should have been, and it, nothing should have changed. But right. I know things have. So when you say AMC, what does that stand for? Because I'm sure not everybody listening knows. Appraisal management company. Thank you. So that means basically we've created Switzerland in the midst of you guys and us. Like Joe literally can't usually talk to you guys. If he's not happy with an appraisal, it always comes back to me, the realtor, to talk with the appraiser. Why is that? Well, that's that's the guidelines from the big bosses that produce the most mortgages in the country or buy the most loans. So it's in their requirements that the commission personnel cannot be involved in the appraisal process. Awesome. Well, that makes sense. And I, and I appreciate that. And so, for example, I'm going to talk about some market stuff because I'm kind of curious. Are you guys making adjustments for the market conditions we're currently having this time last year? I had a different appraiser tell me how they were making notes on their appraisals because COVID was happening and they were looking at it as a negative. That's scary. But no, they. <laughs> right. That's it is scary. scary. I, well, and I, and I think, you know, that's probably the most important thing for anybody to understand. Now, how do we make those market condition adjustments? So you see that vision board behind me. So what I go over with people on this topic to make it quick for your show is that it's more that you have to understand what's happening to push property values down around. So mm -hmm. values don't change for no reason. So why is there such high demand? Why are we seeing all of the news, all of the national newspapers that property values are increasing? We all know about supply and demand. Yes, there is a major supply issue but it's much more than that. In fact, some of the stats that are so key that really create this not being the same as back in 08, if you will, for example, the amount of people that are putting money down, it's massive. It's a massive, the amount of money that people are putting down. I'm sure that Joe sees on his mortgage applications. It's, it's never, it's never been seen like this way. So all these market forces up here are just so important to really studying that. But to make it short, what an appraiser should be doing, and this is the challenge, so like take Phoenix as an example, we're probably one of the top four or five hottest markets in the country. We have a lot of migration, a lot of people moving here, a lot of jobs coming in. There's a lot of positive things that are having this massive impact on real estate. It's just great, okay? Now, what do we do with that as an appraiser? Well, if I'm appraising a property today 
and I'm using comps that sold back from October, November, July, whatever it may be, low inventory creates a lack of good recent comps in a lot of cases. You might have one, you may have two, or it used to be we would have plenty. So I have to analyze between those time frames of those comps to the effective date of the appraisal. Here's where it gets tricky for most people. They read a stat and says, Phoenix has gone up by 18%. So the appraiser should be making that adjustment. Well, if comp one, as an example, contracted in October, I'm really analyzing that time frame between that date. And yes, I should be able to extract an annualized appreciation rate, date, or, or rate and apply that. But here's the other trigger. Well, on that effective date, I have to basically show that the market forces like what's behind me on this board are still going to allow that rate of change to continue. And is it is it sustainable? 20% appreciation, 18% appreciation is not sustainable. What is sustainable? What's the average that you normally see? Uh, it's mixed. I mean, they're definitely hotter park, park property types or hotter neighborhoods. So when we look at it, it's basically market specific for that property. And I've seen ranges anywhere from 7% annualized up to 20% annualized. That is somewhat sustainable as of the effective date. I don't expect that you're going to see most appraisals say 20% appreciation is sustainable as of that effective date based on the market forces. It's just Makes not, sense. It really isn't. But that's your opinion too, also. <laughs> Because what if it is sustainable measure, which you can extract different ways. So, all right. So I'm going to go to this chart because it's just killing me not to talk numbers with an appraiser sales last (laughs) year, Robert, we have 108 between now and this time last year, two years ago in the same window of time, we only had 93,000. So definitely demand and supply. We're down to a half of a month of supply currently with the active listings going on market at three. $307 $307 a foot, yet the monthly sales yeah. that are closing are at $23 a foot. So I need you to speak to that because that's a huge disparity. And then it shows yeah. a monthly appreciation of 25% and active listings closing for over 100% of list price. Not sustainable. Right. But one thing that I thought was good to mention, and we are going to talk about this, is there's at the bottom of this chart, there's a red arrow pointing down. And that has to do with the Cromford Index, which is actually a good thing, because last month it was at 514. This month we're just a hair under 500, which means there's just a little less demand right now. Just a little. Just a little. So when I say these numbers to you, Robert, besides cringing, what else, yeah. do, what else do you, what crosses your mind? Because how do we do, that's the problem, is me as a realtor, there's maybe three houses to go show my 20 clients this weekend, and... They're not getting a house unless they waive the appraisal. A, do you guys look at your contracts and suspicious? be a little bit more suspicious when you see an appraisal's, appraisal's been waived? And then B, of course, how do we have closed comps at 300 a square foot? No, sales comps, sales pending at 300 a square foot, but closed ones at 233. Like, right. I, I don't even know what to tell my clients, but if they want a house today, they're not getting one unless they waive the appraisal. Yeah, you know, an interesting stat that I read the other day, we see all these stats like you just mentioned. This one was the most interesting. I was on a webinar with the Arizona Mortgage Lenders Association, MGIC, a major insurance, mortgage insurance provider, brought this stat, which I thought was phenomenal. 91% of the listings are selling right now. They go into MLS, if you will. Mm-hmm. The success the norm, rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the norm rate is in the 70s. 75, the yeah. So three yeah. out of four yeah. listings normally sell today, nine out of 10 are selling. More That's than crazy. nine out of 10. 
So how, how do appraisers deal with it? Well, here they're reporters, right? So we have to report what's going on. I like so the reporters thing. The appraisal, the appraisal contingency thing is normal. It, it, I don't know of a deal that I've seen it come across my desk in the last 30 days where there's not an appraisal contingency issue where it's like it's waived. It's everybody's calling in. We got to get this due date in this inspection period. All of that is very sensitive right now for the appraiser where agents have to set themselves up for success. If there are 20 offers on the home and that price is just being pushed up because I want it, that may not be reflective of market value. That's what I want. It's like, hey, I want that TV and everybody else does. And I'm willing to pay more for it. Okay. That's the same thing. So does that not now create the new comp in the neighborhood? Because well, it can. So, so that's a trick. And this is where it gets objective. We put our appraiser number one hat on, Rebecca, just like you might have had to do back in the day. Ah! <laughs> what if that one comp that sells higher, which we're going to have them right now, it could be an outlier. Could be. Or it could be a trend of the new comp setting that price. And I think what we're going to find at some point, we're going to have some of the times in certain neighborhoods where we actually still have low supply, but maybe a soft market. And that's rare. Short supply is a characteristic of an increasing market. We may have a point where pricing gets pushed up so high. And what if rates just tick up a quarter of a point or even, even half a point, whatever it may be, and that affects affordability? Well, you may have a soft decline. In a low supply market, it may happen because affordability starts to get impacted. I think that's where we've got to be careful. So, yeah, you have that one new comp, but the appraiser says, hey, it's 20% higher than my other three comps in the same time frame. Right. But it's, if there's more pendings that are going in that direction, you know, I, I guess my, my biggest crux is right now, Joe and I have a deal where the buyers are 15000 under appraised value. and um, I have like seven of those, but go on. Okay, so I'm just thinking of my one that ha <laughs> I have with you. I know you have many more than that, Joe. Right. Sorry, and, Joe. And, and, and seriously, me as a listing agent, when I just wore my listing agent hat last week, we weren't going to give the house to anybody that wasn't waiving an appraisal because this is such a problem to have homes appraised at contract price. It's not happening. In fact, most of me and my colleagues get around together once a month, a bunch of realtors. Joe gets to come and, and listen to us all complain and cry in our, in our milk. Um, right. We all have seen on average 10 to 15 percent on some homes that are turnkey, you know, the ones that are really pretty that nobody has to even like clean or do anything, right. they're selling for 10 to 15% above list price. List I price. And so I, I believe it's a trend, but yeah, there's always that concern that there could be a softening of the market. And I see Anthony Penna is waiting in the waiting room to talk to us about, you know, the foreclosure, the the yeah, the foreclosure doom yeah. and gloom that everybody sees in the newspaper. And at the end of the day, you know, it's so hard to combat because if somebody doesn't buy in today's interest rates that they can, and they're just going to sit out until things settle down, well, where will the prices and the interest rates be in six months or a year from now? Even if they just soften a little bit and the trend goes up, my concern is we literally in the last couple months have had to tell people, no, I'm sorry, because they only have less than $10,000 to buy a house. And at $300,000, that's not getting them a house today. It's just not. So having to tell them no kills me. And then when they go and do bite the bullet and try to buy a house and then they have to waive the appraisal and they're paying all this money down, I guess, is there, do either of you guys see an end to this madness? I think it goes back to what Robert said earlier is there's a record number of people putting more money down. Right. So, so the days of getting in by the skin of your teeth are probably gone for now, gone for now. 
Yeah. And t- until you know, so, whenever that happens, the, mar- the market does soften. But I think in a lot of other markets, you can't get into a house that way either. And Robert can probably speak on that. I would love but, to hear Robert speak on but that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of markets across the country where you you just you can't afford to get in unless you have substantial down. And we seem to be going that direction. Well, and I do feel like this might be our new norm. And if that's the case, Robert, what do you, what kind of advice are you going to give to your appraisers trying to combat and come in as close as they can to value on contracts where we're seeing 20% appreciation and, and people offering what they're and offering? And 10 offers, right? Yeah. I, I think it's just important to really, really report the right way on what's happening in the market and know what's fueling this, that it's not just there's low supply. There, in, in fact, I mean, I think the hottest market in the country from what I'm seeing from here is Austin, Texas. Yeah, I've heard and I'm it. I'm telling you the basic cookie cutter home, 100000 over list price. 100000 over list price. I see appraisals coming in fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 short and you just would blow your mind. Like That's you crazy because your- in Texas, you have so much room to build. Like you, you have... Even in Austin, yeah, but Round Rock, there's materials and there's shortages, but Joe. They, but they have land; they can just keep building. Great okay. point, Rebecca. And so, go out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Did you get that letter yes, from, from uh, Fulton Homes? That's exactly yeah, I what I was gonna. Yeah, I, I almost shared it today. So Fulton Homes, did you see it, Joe? It yes. came out yesterday, and it's basically their big apology of, "Hey, things got rough with COVID, and they've just continued to get rougher. And if you guys want out, we're gonna let you guys cancel if you want your money back." And then, of course, immediately everyone's like. That's great, but obviously they're just doing that so they can sell the house for more money. They want people to cancel, right? And that's terrible, but it might be a business decision because I know the builder I represent's worried that he's closing homes in the red right now because of what he sold the the house for a year ago Mm -hmm. and now what they're charging for stuff. And how how does that impact you guys? Because I can only imagine if on the resale in Austin, Texas, they're paying $100,000 over list for cookie cutter home or over value. How are you coming in at value on these new bills that they're having to increase the prices exponentially as well? Well, I always tell people these production home builders and new construction comps related to them, unless you're the first one or two, generally you've got you've got comps. I right. mean, unless somebody's setting a new price trend. And there was a posting the other day on LinkedIn from the National Association of Home Builders about appraisers need to respond more to costs. Well, cost is a and that's a fact. I mean, it's not the market. Yeah, I mean, the consumer needs time to respond to that as an appraiser. Again, I'm a reporter. It, just because like you're building something of 25%, I can't create value out of that. The consumer has to respond to it. Right. And that's what needs to happen. I mean, so Fulton's thing is is known. So, I mean, you've got, you've got what, lumber and copper and all these things. Are just Drywall, roofing, you name it. Yeah. Appliances, everything. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's Cuckooville. Well, you know, I probably need to be respectful of your time, Robert, and let you get going. Is there any last nugget or thought? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be using that reporter thing for forever now. I like it. I'm going to be using that (laughs) nugget forever. So any other good value nuggets um, or things that you can say that you would want to say to somebody who maybe today is licking their wounds, they got an appraisal that came in short, and in a few months, what do you expect their appraisal? Like if they were to appraise the same home in a few months, what do you think might be the case? Well, I think you've got to know the property. If you're the listing or buyer's agent, you've got to know what's going on, right? You've got to take the time to analyze, okay, we're likely going to potentially have an appraisal issue or not. You need to know that and you just need to set the standards, set the set the bar that this may happen. For the appraiser coming out, be respectful of the appraiser's time. They're inundated right now. 
and, and that's not anybody's fault, the consumer. The consumer is really the one that's really confused about all this right now. It's very tough. I, I can't express to you the amount of calls we get in complaining. Like if there's a turn time of six weeks in like Pine or some outlying area, they're frustrated. And it it sucks. I have a lot of empathy to them. Who wants to wait on something that could financially change the world? Right. But when you meet that appraiser, just give them the best data you have. The two best comps, pending two sales, comps. tell them what's going on. And hopefully they're going to report what's happening. And I think what you're going to find with this, yes, there's a lot of escalation. And that's why you're getting low appraisals. Are there some appraisers missing this market condition piece? There absolutely is. Joe and, and your team and, and anybody involved, Rebecca and your team, that's what you need to look at in the appraisal. Is the appraiser addressing the market the correct way? That's your first step in looking if there's an error that they make adjustments to comps they use from June or August of last year, because that, that's going to happen. So that's my best advice is just to stay sharp with it. And yes, there's going to be some appraisal issues with, with crazy demand. It's going to happen. All right. Well, thank you for all your wisdom. I really appreciate you coming on today to share with us. Joe, is there any last question you have for him? That was great. I'm going to have to watch this over and take some notes. <laughs> that was, that was, I have to figure out. And you're going to have to report on the show. I'm going to have to report. And it sounds like there's a formula. So I got to figure out that formula and make sure that my, uh, my adjustments are accurate. Yes, I agree. Thank you, Robert. Have a great day. Take care. Have an awesome day. Thank Bye-bye. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed today's show with Robert Oglesby, president and founder of Appraisal Tech. He was super sweet and shared all of his industry knowledge with us. And we really appreciate everything that he's done on the show. And if you really want to get a hold of Robert, I'm afraid you're going to have to get a hold of your lender because these days, most people don't get a chance to talk to Robert direct. They do need to order their appraisals through their mortgage brokers, and they will get you guys in touch with the Roberts of this world. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, Check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day, every single day.